says something about the eclipse, right? And he was looking forward to Monday to see if it would really happen. And some people think that God just had this idea that he was going to give us an, uh, you know, a warning and, and send an eclipse. Well, this eclipse has been in the works for <laughs> a long, long time. And the scientists just happened to figure out, you know, that it was going to, because they, you know, they have computers and mathematics and all this kind of stuff. And they study the, the you know, spinning in the sun and all that kind of stuff. Well, it did indeed happen, just like they said. And, uh, and I will say that the end is coming. It is it's coming whether there's an eclipse or not. It's coming. And, but there are some good things, and there are some good things about the fact that it's coming and that we should be looking for it. And that we should be looking for it with positive anticipation. Right? I mean, it should actually help us stay focused on what's real and eternal. Right? It's a good thing. In fact, the Lord says, comfort one another with these words. Right? It's a, it's a good thing. Um, so anyway, what I wanted to speak about this morning, and the title is, Sneaky snake. <laughs> Sneaky snake. Pretty spiritual sounding, huh? The subtitle is Lurking Lion. Sneaky snake. Lurking lion. Anyone, anybody want to just kind of throw out a guess on who that might be? You got it. You got it. The evil one, our adversary. And he's real. And the Lord talks about him. And the, the, the writers of the New Testament talk about him. And, and, and it's like we need to be aware that he's out to get us. And he uses all kinds of little things. You know, if you're not a believer, he's not too worried about you. But if you're a believer and you're really doing what Jesus said to do, and that's share the good news of the love of God, then... He wants to distract you. Can, can, can we all agree on that? He wants, to, he wants to distract you. And he uses all kinds of different things. Like, like for me, it's it maybe one or two or three or five or maybe seven things. <laughs> for you, it's going to be a different set of things. Now, you can't look at me and say, hey, man, I got that under control. What's the matter with you? And I can't look at you and say, hey, man, I got that under control. What's the matter with you? You know, we can't do that. We know that we're all unique. We're unique in our spiritual gifts. We're unique in, in our personalities and, and our, our leanings and our susceptibilities. And so Satan becomes aware of those things. He studies us well. And he just brings them in. And what's he called? An angel of what? An angel of light. That's why it's so sneaky. Because it looks good on the outside, but it's not. It's death, right? So, I think it's important that we are aware of those things in our lives and that we quickly wake up to when it's happening and do something about it. And then there are some things that we're taught in Scripture that we can do. You know, there's things that only God can do. He can only impart righteousness to us. We can't. Earn it. We can't 
He's the only one who can save us from the bondage of sin. He's the only one who can deliver us free and reconcile us to the Father and bring us back into his family. He's the only one who can do it. We can't do that. But there are some things that we can do. Not to earn anything, but to fight the good fight. To fight the good fight. And so I want us to be careful as we listen this morning to differentiate the things that God does and the things that we do. And I'm not going to harp on that a lot, but I want us just to be kind of tuned into that. Okay? So, when we were watching the eclipse, Kathy and I were watching it, and um, Kathy actually was uh, (laughs) out on a float in the lake in her bathing suit watching the thing through her glasses. And I, I have to be honest, I probably watched her more than I did the, the eclipse. <laughs> Just kidding. But, but it dawned on me how this little moon, this little moon, comparatively speaking, to the humongous sun. You know, I mean, and if you know, you know, geometry and physics and stuff, you understand that because it's closer and all that, you know, and it obscures the sun and stuff like that. But you know what? It's like that. With the crazy distractions that Satan brings our way. They're little compared to the magnificent sun that we serve, that we sang about this morning. That's the good, good father that sets us free from fear. Oh, my goodness. You know, those declarations. But we, we succumb to it sometimes. Okay? I mean, I hardly ever do. <laughs> Just kidding. My brother tells a story about one time he was fasting and uh, and he was doing really well until he walked by the by the cracker machine. And there were some peanut butter cheese crackers, some peanut butter cheese crackers in the machine. He broke his fast over. I mean, he tells the story, so I can tell the story over a pack of cheese crackers. You know, what is our pack of cheese crackers? What's my pack of cheese crackers? I think we, we should be aware and, and know about that because it's those little things like this little moon pie that could obscure the sun, S-O-N. And I just want some of you to have these so that you can, you know, so that maybe you can uh, kind of remember you know, that there's, there's, and I don't know if I can get it all the way back there, but, yeah. So, and the Wright family, here, Wright family, you just need a box of them over there. And, uh, but that little, and there's some more here if you didn't get one. There are two more packages of, and oh, no, there are, yeah, two more plus two. And I, I'm sorry, they ran out of the uh, chocolate ones. Uh, so those are vanilla, but you can put chocolate syrup on them. So don't let something obscure the sun. Did you wear your glasses? I heard that uh, I heard that they had to do some that some doctors in emergency rooms had to do some uh, some repair uh, where some people had instead of wearing their glasses they put some sunblock in their eyes. To try to, I don't know how true that is. Uh, it was on social media, so it must be true. Um, I guess <laughs> maybe not. Uh, so I want to talk about a little bit about sneaky snake and about lurking lion. I'm going to use a lot of scripture. 
I'm going to throw in a few comments, but it's going to be primarily Scripture, so I'm going to kind of just uh, let you know that ahead of time. The Scripture speaks to this moon pie phenomenon. This evil enemy of ours. In 1 John, I'm going to go through quite a few different things, um, but in 1 John, the letter... Chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. John's talking, he says, you veterans, this is in the message paraphrase, you veterans know the one who started it all, meaning God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, the the triune God. And you newcomers, such vitality and strength. God's word is so steady in you. And watch this. Your fellowship with God enables you to, To gain a victory over the evil one. Now that is a huge clue to us. That is a huge clue to us that our personal relationship and fellowship with God our Father and the Creator, the good, good Father, is powerful in our lives to give us victory over the evil one. Over the distractions. That's good, isn't it? So what is our part here? Stay in fellowship. Do we have choices? Oh, yeah. We have choices all the time. You know, back of cheese crackers and moon pie, or are we going to stay in fellowship with God? I mean, it, it is, it's more than that. It's like, do we carve out time? Do we take advantage of opportunities when there's corporate worship? Do we, are you, are, do you hear me? It's not a bunch of rules. It's about if we have fellowship with the Father... And the Son through the Holy Spirit, then we are likely to be victorious. No, he says, you enables you to gain a victory over the evil one. Isn't that good? Verse 15. Here's some warnings. Here's some ways that we can posture ourselves. Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world squeezes out. The love of the Father. It's not that the love of the Father is not there. It's just we get our eyes on stuff. And it could be, it's different for everybody. Now I want to say that really strongly. And I really just would like, uh, if it's okay with you, Father, just have the Holy Spirit quicken to you what, you know, what your distractions are. So that you can be ready. That you can maintain that fellowship with Father and maintain that victory. Now, I'm not talking about losing your salvation or your your eternal status with God as a born again believer but I'm talking about that victorious life that life where where you really are walking and experiencing the victory and the little distractions are not pulling you down because you know what happens is even though you're a believer the little distractions grow And they become big distractions. And you have seen believers who are addicts. And you have seen believers. And it's heartbreaking. And some of you have experienced those things personally. Or either maybe in your family or close friends or stuff. And I don't care what the addiction is. It it doesn't matter. But it always starts as a little tiny thing. You know? It's just, you know, I wasn't, man, you know, I was just kind of down. And, you know, I just, you know, I just, you know, I just... 
you know, I, you know, I had a little bit of this and I had a little bit of that. And then I, you know, I ran across something on, on the Internet and, I, you know, and whatever. And it just grows because what Satan brings to us has tentacles and it has it has fangs and, and, and big, long, like those things like cats do, you know, and they claws like, and then it attaches and boom. There you are. I didn't say that in the early service, but you know, that, that that's true. It's just true. So don't love the world's ways. And so we can guard against that. We can realize and, and we have the Holy Spirit and he quickens us to those things and he turns the light on to those things for us. But we have to pay attention. You know, it's like a lot of times you can pray to the Lord and say, you know, take it away. You know, Paul wanted that thorn taken away. And God said, you know what? I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. But my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. And we're going to talk about a, little bit of, about a little bit about grace, maybe a whole lot about grace later on as we go. Practically speaking, practically everything, verse 16, that goes on in the world, want, watch this, wanting your way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important. <laughs> Isn't that a great paraphrase? Has nothing to do with Father. It just isolates you. From him. Verse 17, the world and all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. Amen? Woo! So we need not get our eyes too fixed on the temporal. If you want to use a nice, you know, a nice, good, good uh, King James term. Temporal. It uses temporal, right? Practically everything. The world. I get that. James. Jumping to James. <laughs> James. You got to love James. James 4, 7 and 8 in the message again. So let God work his will in you. There's a choice. We can let him or we can not let him. And James is saying, let him. Let him work his will in you. Now, see, it's got something we can do and it's got something only he can do. Right? You let, I let, he works. Isn't that good? That's good. We should have a confidence. That's part of our faith in who God is, right? And we're going to talk about faith a little bit as we go on. And you're still going to be out of here before 12. Yes. And they t- I'm going to get reprimanded for that probably. But um, it's, uh, it's okay. The w- <laughs> Watch this. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. I love that. I love that. I love that. But there's some criteria here. There's some interesting criteria here. And this is what I do to uh, my dog, Safira. You know, when it barks at our friends, it's like, no, no. I think the devil listens better than she does. But yeah, right. <laughs> Verse eight, say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. And then right on the heels of that, it says for us, quit dabbling in sin. You know, how many people's parents said, 
If you play with fire, you're going to get burnt. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, okay, God, just hold on just a minute. I'll be back in just, don't worry. I'm just going to, I'm just going to play just a little bit right here. I don't bite you. <laughs> Say it quiet. Yes, I got to be right there. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. There is no field. When you get married, you're married to one person. Quit playing the field. It's spiritual adultery. So that's, there's just, all, there are a lot of things here. Uh, purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. First Peter. Peter, uh, you got to love Peter. Peter is just out there. I mean, he is just, what you see is what you get. I mean, you know, and, and it's, it, it, it's, it's funny, but he is so, he's so pure hearted, you know, and he's just out there. I love it. Therefore, humble yourselves. This is what you do. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. That he may exalt you at the proper time. And that's build you up. You know, name-wise, health-wise, you know, uh, strength-wise, inner strength-wise, all of that. But you got it's your job to humble yourself, right? Okay, but then God, the only one, you can't lift up yourself. Only God can lift you up or lift up you and watch this. Look, look what's connected to that. And I think this is wonderful. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That is a faith thing. Do we believe that he honestly cares for us? Do we believe it when we say he's a good, good father? Right? And if we do believe that, then we can cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. Right? And so we do that. But that's something we do. And a lot of times it's because we have personal cares and worries and concerns. And I'm, like, I'm not really worried. I'm just concerned. <laughs> right. You're worried. You know. Yeah. And the fear. I'm no longer, no longer a slave to fear. But we can choose to walk right back into it. But he's saying don't do that. Believe in faith that. He cares for you. Because when you don't, then it's like, you know what? I'm just going to smoke this one joint. And I really, in the first service, I didn't make reference to anything specific. Or, you know what? I'm just going to take a few extra of those nice little pills that my doctor gave me. Or, you know what? I'm just going to look at the few things on this inter the Internet that really kind of give me release. I'm going to, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know, you know what it is that when you get frustrated that you do. You know, maybe a walk in the woods would be better. <laughs> Just saying. You know, maybe fellowshipping with the Lord would be this kind of heavy in it. But this is this is real. This is where we live. So watch this. Casting all your anxiety on him. And look at the connection. There are a lot of verses right in here that we split up. And we have these little things. We have these little things on our walls that have little sayings and everything. And they're all split up. But this goes together. Now, Peter does jump around, I have to say. And, and Paul goes, goes continuum for about, you know, a 
thousand verses. But, you know, that's their style. Casting your anxiety because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, is he's just off in Cancun somewhere, you know, just hanging out. He's not really paying attention. No. He prowls around like a roaring lion, lurking lion, seeking someone to bless. No, he wants to take you out. He wants to eat you for dinner. But, but, we're casting our anxiety on him. We're aware that there is an entity that wants to take us out and will use any means, has no respect. He'll take out little children. I mean, you know, whatever. But, watch this, resist him firm in your faith. See, you can say all the right things, you can wave all the right color flags, you can roll on the floor, you can shout to the top of your lungs, you can get a whole group of you shouting to the top of your lungs. But if there's not faith there, our adversary is going, (laughs) right? But if you resist him, firm in your faith, guess what? Knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will, watch this, himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Amen? Woo! So, don't just skip to that verse. Look at the one, verse 9. Well, look at verse 8. Be sober and spirit. Be on the alert. Because we have, a, we have an enemy. But resist him firm in your faith. And skip forward. The God of all grace. See? When we do that, he is right there. Just like we read earlier. Is that not good? To him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. And now the rest of the verses. Hebrews 12. I'm going to go faster. One through three, maybe not. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also, let us also, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. No playing the field, no distractions, no moon pies, no cheese crackers, no Internet. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, because when we fix our eyes on Jesus, we run the race down the middle of the track. Are you with me? It's wonderful. And there's no need even for guardrails, which I believe in guardrails. I think we ought to have guard. I think we ought to be careful. I think there's some advice in here. But when we keep our eyes 
on Jesus. That's why the word distraction to me is, is so apropos. I mean, it, it is. There are distractions. There are distractions. And they want to, the devil wants to use them to take us out. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. And here comes the faith part that we believe is the author and perfecter or finisher of faith or our faith. Who, for the joy set before him, he was focused, y'all. He was really focused. For the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And guess what? Where he is, he wants us to be there, too, with him, right? Yeah, we are with him, but I mean, he even says to his disciples, you know, I, come, I go to prayer for a place for you, and when I come, I'll come again, and I'll take you so that where I am, you may be also. I mean, it's just, it's just Bible. But, so second, Peter offers some perspective uh, for our encouragement. And from the message, since everything here today might well be gone tomorrow, do you see how essential it is to live a holy life, to keep our eyes fixed on the prize, and not distracted by the temporal things? I love this one. Daily expect the day of God, eager for its arrival. The galaxies will burn up and the elements will melt down that day. But we'll hardly notice. It's like, wow, Lord, you have some, you have a way to take me. We will hardly notice. We'll be looking the other way, ready for the promised new heavens and the promised new earth, all landscaped with righteousness. My soul, my dear friends, since this is what we have to look forward to, do your very best to be found living at your best in purity and peace. Interpret our master's patient restraint for what it is. Salvation. He's not slow as some count slowness. Right. Salvation. It's our salvation. Our good brother, Paul. And I'm just putting this in there because it's because it's in there. And I find it humorous. Our good brother, Paul. Yes, you can laugh when you read the Bible. It's probably good. Our God, our good brother, Paul, who was given so much wisdom in these matters, refers to this in all his letters and has written you essentially the same thing. Some things, Paul writes, are difficult to understand. <laughs> I just think that's funny. Ir- irresponsible people. Now, here is a distraction. Now, watch this. Now, watch this because it dresses up. What, what was the, uh, uh, the devil come to us as sometimes? An angel of. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's so deceptive. You know, if he, ca- if he really came with horns and a pointy tail and a red suit and everything, it's like, oh, I got you in my sights, you know. But it's not like that. You know, it's sneaky. So that's why I call him Sneaky Snake. You know, Sneaky Snake, Lurking Lion. Irresponsible people who don't know what they are talking about, twist them, the Scriptures, every which way. They do it to the rest of the Scriptures, too, destroying themselves as they do it. And, you know, there's the Scripture about the um, they surround themselves with teachers to tickle their ears. You know, oh, my goodness. It's like, yeah, but that looks good, but it's not necessarily good. It may be a distraction, but the Holy Spirit will, will quicken that to us, right? He will let us know because he's going to lead us into what? All truth. Amen. Okay, so that's another way that we can guard ourselves from the distractions. But this is a real dangerous distraction. See, they're not always just, you know, lust of the eye, 
lust of the flesh, but they do can fit, they can fit into the pride of life real easily. Um, we ought to be aware and not fooled by irresponsible twisting of Scripture, which can easily and subtly be a moon pie <laughs> in front of the sun. But you, friends, are well warned, verse 17, be on guard, lest you lose your footing and get swept off your feet by these lawless and loose-talking teachers. And verse 18, look how close this is to that. Grow in grace. <laughs> Can I hear it? Amen. Yeah. Grow in Grace and understanding of our Master and Savior, Jesus Christ. Glory to the Master, now and forever, yes. So don't let a moon pie block the sun, S-O-N. You know, whatever your moon pie might be. Whether it be an ear-tickling new doctrine, a lust of the eye temptation, a desire for recognition, pursuit of comfortability, or just a pack of crackers. May the Holy Spirit help us quickly recognize the sneaky snake or the lurking lion. In review, here are some highlights, and I'm just going to run through them quickly. Fellowship with God. Fellowship with God. However that comes to you. Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Yell a loud no. To the devil. Resist him firm in your faith. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Because he's right there. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Cast. This is a critical one. I think, well, I think they're all critical, but this is particularly. Cast all your anxiety on him. Cast all your fears, all your cares, all your worries, all of that. Cast it on him. Because your faith tells you that he cares for you. Amen? Firm in your faith. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. In other words, don't just blow this thing off about the devil. Because, you know, maybe it's not as intellectual as some of us would like it to be. You know, not as high thinking and educated and whatever. But it's real. So we need to be aware and on the alert. Fix your... This is probably the biggest one. They're all the biggest one. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Lord God, help us. Fix our eyes. On you. Don't grow weary and lose heart. Daily expect the day of God, eager for its arrival. And wrap up. Grow in grace. It's the only place you'll grow. Amen. It's good. So let's determine to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and live. Live. Truly live. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful for your love for us. You are truly amazing. Your grace is amazing. Lord, thank you for giving us warning. Thank you for giving us the tools to be victorious as we fellowship with you.
Father, I pray for each person that they will hear your Holy Spirit reveal to each one what their pack of crackers is, what their distraction is, and that they could be alert, be on the alert. And God, I just thank you that your Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth and our faith can be strong and your grace enables all of that to happen in our lives. So blessings in the name of Jesus and there will be communion here at the front for any of you who would like to take it. If you'd like to take it with your family and go over to the corner and pray with each other, I encourage that. If you would like some prayer, there will be people here that, who will pray with you. Amen. So don't forget, love one another and share the love. Amen. God bless you. Amen.